0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's fresh episode, as I've just arrived in Poland today, this episode is Growth and Glory. And it is to encourage you to give God all the time He needs to mature you and to grow you and build you into the person that He made you to be. And live fully unto Him and to your generation. I pray that this will encourage you. Love you all. Hey everybody and greetings from Tarnów, Poland. I might not even be pronouncing that correctly, but I am in Tarnów, Poland, and I flew in from Frankfurt, Germany this morning, and I'm so glad to be with our friends and NMM partners, Jan and Dan Dunn, and Wen will join me here on Thursday. So I love keeping you guys updated on what's happening, and I'm amazed, my friends, as I go back through um, places and with people that I've been walking with now for months years and checking on things, uh, continuing in processes with them as they mature, as they are taking responsibility for works, as they are in uh, amazing seasons of them opening up to what it is that God has always planned. So I just came out of a few days in Germany with some of the, I tell you, some emerging leaders, just emerging sons, and just in the simplicity of it, and in the decisions that it takes day in and day out. And so I'm reminded of just the time that it takes to grow. Growth doesn't come by struggle. Growth doesn't come by just earnest zeal. Growth comes by the day in and day out, feeding, nurturing, cultivating, learning, decisions to be made the day in and day out. And yet I'm watching the unbelievable rich fruit that's coming forward for those who are yielding to the timing of God and then giving God time. So I want to share with you today from the chapter in the book, The Green Letters, the chapter on time. So here we go. I simply want to read it. I want you to think about the time that you're giving God in your life right? Are you giving him time or are you wasting time? Or do you think, oh, this is doing nothing, right? Well, I want you to listen up. Chapter two, the green letters on time. It seems that most believers have difficulty in realizing and facing up to the inexorable fact that God does not hurry in his development of our Christian life. He is working from and for eternity, So many feel they are not making progress unless they are swiftly and constantly forging ahead. Now it is true that the new convert often begins and continues for some time at a fast rate, but this will not continue if there is to be healthy growth and ultimate maturity. God himself will modify the pace. This is important to see, since in most instances when seeming declension begins to set in, It is not, as so many think, a matter of backsliding. John Darby makes it plain that, quote, It is God's way to set people aside after their first start, that self-confidence may die down. Thus, Moses was 40 years. On his first start, he had to run away. Paul was three years also after his first testimony. Not that God did not approve the first earnest testimony. We must get to know ourselves and that we have no strength. Thus, we must learn and then leaning on the Lord. We can, with more maturity and more experientially, deal with souls, End quote. Since the Christian life matures and becomes fruitful by the principle of growth, Second Peter 3.18, rather than by struggle and experiences, much time is involved. Unless we see and acquiesce to this, There is bound to be constant frustration to say nothing of resistance to our father's development processes for us. A.H. Strong illustrates it for us. Quote, A student asked the president of his school whether he could not make a shorter course than the one prescribed. Oh, yes, replied the president, but then it depends on what you want to be. When God wants to make an oak, he takes a hundred years. When he wants to make a squash, he takes six months. Close quote. Strong also wisely points out to us that quote, growth is not a uniform thing in the tree or in the Christian. In some single months, there is more growth than in all the year besides. During the rest of the year, however, there is solidification, without which the green timber would be useless. The period of rapid growth, when woody fiber is actually deposited between the bark and the trunk, occupies but four to six weeks in May, June, and July. Quote. Let's settle it once and for all. There are no shortcuts to reality. A meteor is on a shortcut as it proceeds to burn out, but not a star, with its steady light so often depended upon by navigators. Unless the time factor is acknowledged from the heart, there is always danger of turning to the false enticement of a shortcut via the means of experiences and blessings, where one becomes pathetically enmeshed in the vortex of ever-changing feelings adrift from the moorings of scriptural facts. Concerning this subject, George Goodman writes, quote, Some have been betrayed into professing perfection or full deliverance because at the time they speak, they are happy and confident in the Lord. They forget that it is not a present experience that ensures fruit unto maturity, but a patient continuance in well-doing. To taste of the grace of God is one thing, to be established in it and manifest it in character, habit, and regular life is another Experiences and blessings, though real gracious visitations from the Lord, are not sufficient to rest upon, nor should they lead us to glory in ourselves, as if we had a store of grace for time to come, or were yet at the end of the conflict. No. Fruit ripens slowly. Days of sunshine and days of storm each add their share. Blessing will succeed blessing— and storm follows storm before the fruit is full grown or comes to maturity. In that the husbandman's method for true spiritual growth involves pain as well as joy, suffering as well as happiness, failure as well as success, inactivity as well as service, death as well as life, the temptation to shortcut is especially strong unless we see the value of and submit to the necessity of the time element, and simple trust resting in his hands. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6 And dear friends, it will take that long. But since God is working for eternity, why should we be concerned about the time involved? Graham Scroggie affirmed, Quote, "spiritual renewal is a gradual process all growth is progressive and the finer the organism the longer the process it is from measure to measure thirtyfold sixtyfold and a hundredfold it is from stage to stage first the blade then the ear and after that the full corn in the ear and it is from day to day how varied these are there are great days" Days of decisive battles, days of crisis in spiritual history, days of triumph in Christian service, days of the right hand of God upon us. But there are also idle days, days apparently useless, when even prayer and holy service seem a burden. Are we, in any sense, renewed in these days? Yes, for any experience which makes us more aware of our need of god must contribute to spiritual progress unless we deny the Lord who bought us. We might consider some familiar names of believers whom God obviously brought to maturity and used for His glory, such as Pearson, Chapman, Toller, Moody, Goforth, Mueller, Taylor, Watt, Trumbull, Meyer, Murray, Havergill, Guion, Maybe, Gordon, Hyde, Mantle, McShane, McConkie, Deck, Paxson, Stoney, Saffer, Carmichael, and Hopkins. The average for these people was 15 years after they entered their life work before they began to know the Lord Jesus as their life and ceased trying to work for him and began allowing him to be there all in all and do his work through them. This is not to discourage us in any way, but to help us settle down with our sights on eternity by faith, apprehending that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3.12b and Philippians 3.14 Certainly, this is not to discount a spirit-fostered experience, blessing, or even a crisis. But it is to be remembered that these simply contribute to the overall and all-important process. It takes time to get to know oneself. It takes time and eternity to get to know the infinite Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the day to put the hand to the plow and irrevocably set the heart on His goal for us, that we may know Him, and the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto His death. Philippians 3.10 So often in the battle, says Austin Sparks, we go to the Lord and pray and plead and appeal for victory, for ascendancy, for mastery over the forces of evil and death. And our thought is that in some way, the Lord is going to come in with a mighty exercise of power and put us into a place of victory and spiritual ascendancy as in an act. We must have this mentality corrected. What the Lord does is to enlarge us to possess. He puts us through some exercise, through some experience, takes us by some way which means our spiritual expansion, an exercise of spirituality, so we occupy the larger place spontaneously. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out before thee until thou be increased." Exodus twenty three, twenty nine and thirty. One day in the House of Commons, British Prime Minister Disraeli made a brilliant speech on the spur of the moment. That night a friend said to him I must tell you how much I enjoyed your extemporaneous talk. It's been on my mind all day. Madam, confessed Disraeli, that extemporaneous talk has been on my mind for twenty years. Oh, my friends, wherever you're at today, whatever is happening, I want you to understand the value of time given to the Lord. His timing is very important, but giving him time. You see, he has made time and we take that time and then we sew it back to him and we say, Father, Whatever you're doing in me, I give you, you can just take all the time you need to make me the person that you made me to be. And my friends, when we are waiting in those times, it will reveal much foolishness. It will also expose things we would never have seen otherwise if everything continued to happen one thing right after another. We need to learn of him, learn of his ways, and learn of his timings. I give God such thanks today for all the time and the detail that he's taken to grow me and to grow those that I'm walking with and I see the day in and day out. What value I place upon that as I see because I know what it's requiring. I know that there's a death to all the impulses that would cause them to run off, to be involved again in sin, to go back again to thinking they care nothing about God only to realize that they fell prey. They fell prey to seductions, and they fell prey to sin, to independent living, living separate from the Father. And when the gift of repentance is given to them, I pray they will let it have its full sway and give time also for deep repentance, not quick sorrow, human sorry but the the repentance that works so deep within us that the word says in 2 Corinthians 7, 9, and 10 that when we experience the pain and the grief that God means for us to feel and we allow him now to direct our pain, that he's in charge of it, says that it will lead to salvation, deliverance, and no regret will come with it. My friends, give him time in you stay with him. So greetings from Poland today. And I pray that this encourages you in your next steps before the Lord. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmcrady.